Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of The Flash. This is season eight, episode nine. I almost said eight. Uh, entitled Phantoms, written by Jeff Hirsch, directed by Stefan Pizinski. I gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10. Uh, the Iris side of the episode, I think, was the strongest just because. The Flash did something that I haven't seen it do in a very long time, which is uh, explore the outside world and give us different perspectives, nice differing sets. That hotel room at the end with Iris looking gorgeous in it, that shit was uh, some, uh, oh God, I forgot his name already. The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, that guy. that would have been uh on a magazine so i really like that but there was also a lot of heart in the rather chester oriented episode it uh wasn't uh the strongest with some of the side characters around it but overall i thought uh it was a really good episode i enjoyed it before we do jump into the recap do me a favor, wherever you're listening to this podcast, at your iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, go down to that rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. I very much appreciate it. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for this show and any other show, you can send it to blackocouch at gmail.com. So let's talk about the, the Central City story first uh they are still on the case of the the serial killer meta or fire meta i guess is the right terminology for that and they have hit a dead end but barry feels as if they're missing something chester is very much a little bothered by the crime scene photos and we find out a little bit later why that is and i was thinking at the time i know this isn't the first time chester has seen a dead body like that was understandable to me if this is your first one and this is a quite a horrific way to die however it did feel as if it was personal for him and then when it was explained how his father died that made a lot more sense for me uh but he has come up with a device that can at least alert them whenever this fire meta is going to show up joe is going to look through more of the case files whereas cecile's gonna stay at star labs today to tag in as the third in the trio which is frost chester and allegra uh frost ain't had much to do this episode (laughs) this up look like this is the easiest job she's ever had like all i have to really do is show up and throw uh you know snowballs and i'm good elsa do you want to build a snowman Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. Barry wasn't very in tune to Chester's situation. And I can understand from a boss 
perspectives like i'm so focused on this my job is to motivate the team not to always check in with your emotions because <laughs> there was two instances where it was the women that were like chester you all right and barry just kind of looked at him like if you need to talk i'm here but i'm also not going <laughs> to try <laughs> to elicit this conversation because i got shit to do called running all over the city until i find that motherfucker <laughs> that was legit his plan <laughs> he's like he's somewhere i'm gonna violate everybody's privacy <laughs> breaking in homes and shit phasing through <laughs> houses oh that was the funniest line of the episode it wasn't supposed to be <laughs> there's someone controlling remotely i'm gonna find barry is able to get to the crime scene when the alert goes off fairly quickly however he's not fast enough and you can see that disappointed him because what's the point of having super speed if the enemy always can get away but in this case this fire seems to be able to appear and disappear at random kills its victim and before he can even react it's dissipated however there is uh, some residual effect of said fire lingering in the body why were they whispering it didn't seem like anybody was in the room next to him i can understand that they was like yeah we don't want to keep our we want to keep our business under dl but i was like there's no one around because <laughs> barry's like what is where is this thing that you need uh i'll be right back granted that was badass in a very subtle way and i've been waiting to see the flash just use his powers in different ways and then they're giving it to me so if you ask you shall receive with eric wallace even if it's not some of the more irrational requests he does seem to take uh, a ear to his audience in regards to okay yeah we have seen barry do different phasing but let's just it's it's not very hard to to utilize his powers in a slightly different way to make it super cool and then he brings it back and they contain it and chester has to take it back to star labs or he takes chester back to star labs but he wants uh chester to study it chester's like damn cisco had to been like i don't get paid enough for this shit i'm left alone with scary objects i'm on call 24 7 <laughs> i hate when people are like i'm tired i just need to get some coffee or or here's a better idea granted i know he just woke up from a nightmare but still maybe if you would get your required eight hours i know you on call but you ain't gotta be you know always <laughs> responding <laughs> it's like you better call my backup y'all do need a backup for real for real like someone in a second that can tap in because i feel as if there's no one at star labs can do gadgets but cisco 
felt as if he was doing gadgets with uh caitlin half the time so it felt like maybe it was a double team thing but as i already in most of the fandom decided we don't want caitlin <laughs> we prefer Fa- frost and that's exactly what we got and they mentioned this episode that basically uh her and marcus are having an eat pray love moment <laughs> um out in the world just deciding to do whatever the fuck they want and yeah i'm not even gonna text my boss because it's not like this is a real job chester sees the flames coming from him and for some reason in all cases this episode i didn't understand why no one didn't just run the fuck out the room just run i'm not staying here and watching the fire get bigger i'm leaving the fire or i don't know grab out a fire extinguisher but we've already been told that shit don't work so why is frost fire extinguishing with her hands when we know this shit is ineffective listen 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 fuck up fuck up fuck up fuck up get out get out he is awoken though by allegra and cecile who tell him look he well he admits he had a bad dream and i'm glad he did because i thought he was gonna do the man thing like oh it was nothing he's like no i was having a fucked up dream (laughs) he leaves the room cecile's powers i just want different dialogue around them if i have to deal with the fact that she feels that's fine it's fine i'm gonna get over it uh sometimes it's not fun just continuously beating the same dead horse but can we change up the dialogue a little bit instead of i feel it just hey i think chester's going through something you might want to talk to him i sense there that's the better that's the better phrasing for me i sense not i feel we know you're feeling it it just feels weird when you say it like that i sense that chester is struggling you may want to talk to him and then allegra announcing he'll talk to me i'm not gonna shit on the ship even though i don't ship it because there might be people out there that do ship it i personally don't see absolutely no chemistry between them it is negative 92 degrees fahrenheit i don't know my math I, that was not a thing i passed <laughs> i know it's colder than uh any of frost's icicles it's just dead it doesn't produce anything but on a friendship level it would have been fine because he did need to be talked to like hey what's going on uh she even tried to understand you've been dissecting bodies looking at corpses there's a lot of pressure on you just know that you're not alone he starts to tell her something and then he realizes that the fire is gone it starts to once again come at them and instead of immediately calling for i don't know backup (laughs) like i'm not about to battle this fire and it's just spreading and spreading and we're ineffectual so let's just call someone who might be able to i don't know zoom us the fuck out of here when barry showed up it was like get behind me no dude just phase me through the floor and get me out of the building i don't need to be here (laughs) but when they explain a little bit later that no if this fire does 
go out of control you know it is going to be a problem for the city so we are responsible for staying here and containing it which made a lot more sense to me but at the time i was like why don't you just move them i mean he still could have moved them technically they thought they saw a shape in the fire uh chester believes this shape to be his father he is projecting a lot of his emotions he eventually breaks down and tells allegra that i think my father is trying to haunt me after she mentioned it's kind of like it's a ghost because he died alone uh from an engine fire after getting in an accident and he has some type of guilt and he spent his entire life feeling some type of way about his father before he was able to reconcile uh with him in the past but that isn't what played out in uh the timeline in which him and his father had their relationship so he is struggling with this having been reminded by seeing the corpses of the crime scene just like ptsd uh so i thought that was strong consistent storytelling of yes i can understand why how he was triggered uh it started having him think about his dad and then you have this creature that they find out they tie into uh actually gets its fuel source from the grief of others and that is found out when the fire continues to spread around frost and barry go into the pipeline to try to contain it or you know at least give chester enough time to find something to cool the shit down i expected them to be sweating more if it was as they were stating getting hotter in the building despite the cold fire that it was and cecile is able to realize that this thing that does eventually take the form of his father and tries to get him to take his hand which also indicates there's a voluntary type of exchange there like it manipulates its prey into giving into it it seems to not just be a killer but one in which you have to also capitulate to your fate allegra had you know that scene was so long it was overly long to me mainly because it it was having to be carried by (laughs) um just not a lot of chemistry it was supposed to be a lot more than it was it wasn't that neither actor was doing their thing it just it just fell flat but he explained Uh, or she explained that look your father is loving why would he come back and decide to hurt you in this manner and not only that kill other people she really was saying i understand you feel this way but it's an irrational thought with what you yourself know about your father so i'm not saying to dismiss what you think it is but I need you to re-examine it in a different light and she tells Cecile this a little bit later that he thinks that this thing or entity is his father and Cecile is able to confirm no this is not your father at all this thing also has a will of its own since it has desire goals 
why did she just say desire like that like that was some top tier <laughs> uh emotion to trump the others uh i don't know if i'm supposed to pay attention to that or not or just the way the line just happened to be delivered uh chester is able to let go of his grief and his feelings of guilt and tell it to go to hell which causes it to dissipate which once again puts this idea that uh this particular meta is is some is something or, or some form of grief eater but it does need to be a voluntary suicide in a way <laughs> otherwise if it doesn't have grief to leech off of it's effectively useless um that's interesting it also brings up a lot uh you know regarding grief in general since that is something a lot of people in the last two years have had to deal with and uh they can be triggered spontaneously by you know what you're doing or maybe a smell or something you look at and you can be put back in that moment of the lowest of your low and i like what cecile said at the end where she's like i lost my mom and i got to that deep dark place uh barry his parents um, <laughs> even allegra says esperanza who was the other person she mentioned i have no idea but everyone has went through this you are not alone you can share these things with us because that's what family does so i really like the fact that chester is still struggling finding his place in team flash and then going through something where it's affirmed that he is family to team flash even if barry wasn't giving that pep talk and i like that too so it doesn't need to be always be barry or joe giving the good ass pep talks uh her city you know they have something and yeah and i'll leave that at that but they have a moment where she's basically like yeah you know i'm here for you you know you're important to me <laughs> one day we're gonna get together and actually say the words that we want to say i like that the fire couldn't get barry and frost because he was vibrating them i thought that was pretty smart i love the fact that barry has yet to ask the team what to do <laughs> when he is in a situation this is uh this is golden man for all the things people want to criticize they don't give a lot of credit to the things they really have improved on this show which takes us to i think we got enough of that oh yeah joe comes in to say that yep all of the victims recently had a loss or a suffering and thus this this entity i will say the meta is probably one of the most interesting metas we've had in a while because it isn't some uh some what's the word i want to use it's not about brawn it's not about even an intellectual meta it's not a speedster it's not one of the typical threats you can deal with this is something that feels more like a force and it is something that isn't easily solved 
like i'm not over here coming up with solutions on my own of how to take down the problem or it's getting away in a way that's contrived so that it it uh goes on and on and on say no this is made of some material some flame that we cannot cool down in any capacity it also seems to have an insidious type of motive but it also seems to be based in survival so that's a very intriguing look at a meta human without ever seeing a human so that i i think is really well done for this particular villain in the second half let's go over to the iris storyline <laughs> which i thoroughly enjoyed this episode something i've been wanting to see for a while which is iris step away from the flash and team flash and truly have her own separate arc I've constantly been wanting that iris outside of barry i love wes allen but i think that the show still can do so much more with iris as a person and we really see that highlighted in this particular arc that she's given in the beginning she's visited by dion who's still giving her a once over he says that she's fine she doesn't believe she's fine and finally one of the flashbacks that worked well in a current scene that didn't necessarily need to give us something <laughs> oh and then it actually doesn't it fizzles it actually worked into her dialogue of what she was telling dion about what happened thank you he says well i think you're fine and then two seconds later it goes oh no what is that there's some mutations around you i've never seen this shit before i might be responsible i'll be back i'm gonna talk to uh the four sibs no 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 don't worry don't don't worry at all <laughs> how does one even get time sickness you know let me get back to you let me get back to you oh my goodness oh my damn oh my goodness also laughed in a way <laughs> because it felt just funny the way he said it he's just like what do i tell barry nothing <laughs> absolutely nothing <laughs> he gonna whoop my ass Abs do not do not come on now uh sis still recovering right uh let's not let's not unleash the full force of protective barry in this moment let me get some answers <laughs> oh oh that's funny so what we tell where are we gonna tell your dad nothing don't you tell your dad nothing uh so she is distracted when sue dearborn shows up dearborn or dearborn they're born i think it's still born uh i'm glad sue's back uh i've warmed up to sue a lot since her first introduction i'm glad we have no mention of ralph don't need to have a mention of ralph i feel like he should just fade from memory um and i like the fact that this is someone in iris's wheelhouse she's a billionaire iris is 
building an empire that's gonna eventually give her billions of dollars i just like the idea that you have two women holding up a story arc and they are looking beautiful together it, it, it adds a different tone to it a little bit more of a luxurious they go to the west coast i laugh my ass off when she's like yeah i'm going to go get this this story about a fire or a meta in west coast city and she's like you should come and allegra's like yes oh yes i really want to come and then iris is like i'll go oh that's awkward you know she was saltine as fuck like boss you wasn't even paying attention to the combo but all right i guess what am i gonna say what am i gonna say <laughs> uh so they go off to the west coast iris is very good and i, I appreciated the the backup for her girl this episode that sue was doing like no she's good at her damn job <laughs> she helps people she's the one that you want to talk to uh they're they're going across the pier and uh sue's like look i know that i like the walk that was like pier the park kind of like that and she starts to ask like everything's cool with the best couple ever of course why you say it like that because i'm jealous <laughs> we all jealous sorry that's what it boils down to everything good with your work yep all right so what's the reason why you coming out here to be distracted because i know you are but before iris can answer she is saved by the bell or the meta app and she's able to track down this girl what was her name i don't think i got it tinsley there we go because it was really weird tinsley or tinley one or the other but they are able to track her to a cc jitters or a west coast jitters <laughs> and before there's only two people in there before they can decipher which one is the other sue's like let's just wait and see and they realize that the girl writing in her notebook is the meta when they see her very much non-discreetly put it in her backpack she can walk through walls they approach her and they let her know hey we're from the media i'm from the media <laughs> she's like who are you her landlord and look i want to help you uh she's like why would you want to help me and to be fair she had a lot of points like <laughs> this may go well down or go down well in central city because the flash is all around and metas popped up everywhere but everywhere else no who are you what the fuck you want no i don't want to sell my story <laughs> get out of here also are you paying me because actually that might change my mind i need iris tells her how she tracked her down and she destroys her phone and leaves sue is like look uh it's gonna take seven whole hours for <laughs> this app to download onto my phone because apparently we don't have the same data plan <laughs> so it's hysterical 
I don't even know why it was hysteria. Maybe it's because it's so dry. But she's like, while we're waiting for that to happen, how about we sit here at these at this table? Because this is a walk-in bar and talk about the fact that you are here as a distraction (laughs) and what are you distracted from she's like it's crazy try me so i have this thing called a time sickness i'm losing time and this could also be worse because i got some bad news from the time doctor this morning (laughs) she's like okay 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 uh i can understand why you're freaking out however i tried to run for my problems as well it doesn't work out you gotta face them and despite the fact you might have bad news you're not going to be able to escape that you're gonna have to face it uh that's when iris comes up with the idea that she knows where tinley is going she looks all into her history we see Tinley break into somebody's apartment or walk into somebody's apartment. Depends on which way you want to look at it. Uh, Iris and <laughs> Homegirl are already there. And she's like, I thought the same thing when she's like, yeah, so I have friends at Star Labs and this device that I have in my hand, it can neutralize your powers. So it's up to you to listen or I can just neutralize your powers. So you can't go anywhere she's like i thought you wanted to help people no she wants to help people i'm the landlord (laughs) so let's just hear what iris has to say uh iris tells her i know you're looking for your mama i know or she tells her she gave her up and now that she thinks she has powers that's gonna make things better i wanted iris to be like just so you know it's not your fault that your mother gave you up. I'm sure that's going to happen next episode. And I like the fact that that wasn't resolved in this episode. She points her case out there and she's like, look, if you trust me, I can help you. But I wasn't feeling Tenley's uh, prerogative. And I'm also not sure if you really, you know, if, if she never went and looked for her abandoned child why would she want to reunite with her there's a reason some people give up their children and ain't because they want to see them (laughs) which is why i wanted her to work on her self-esteem which i'm sure she will uh at the end we see her in that beautiful ass fucking loft i'm like where'd y'all read that shit it was looking gorgeous i was jealous i'm like damn i can't fall asleep on that couch she put all of them up in her nice hotel and she's video conferencing with barry who is very concerned about the fire meta and he's like i'm glad you're not here actually because if anything happened to you you know i'm gonna lose my shit she wonders what she can do to help because she's always that queen but he's like no just work on you and this what i love about you is that you're really trying to help this girl and you're trying to make her the new streak of the west coast and you're also trying to expand your empire you doing it all girl while also looking top t perfection until dion shows up she's like i love you i love you too boo get some rest oh shit it's dion she's like it's not good is it it's no it's not good or she's like it's news he's like yeah it's bad news (laughs) so uh 
looks like answers are coming next week i'm sure shy is definitely wanting more of that because she has been impatient and it looks like they're starting to lean into that a little bit more harder now that this uh other meta is has taken up most of the time for the rest of the team iris is going to be dealing with the time sickness and what that means for her this idea that all metas did not come from the particle accelerator also something that they just dropped in which opens up the world a lot more once again like there's people who can who have latent meta genes and intense emotion or something whatever can trigger it because it does make it doesn't make sense that there will only be metas in central city because is every meta in central i would think by this time barry has managed to kill them all or put them all in jail in iron heights so we gotta have other metas <laughs> and we then it can also not have to be so constricted to that time zone uh when the particle accelerator exploded see it's small things like that that can that can make something like a season nine a season 10 more palatable because you're able to continue to stretch that boundary and reinvent those previous rules with new things that that really work in favor of the show uh i don't think every episode has been a success but i do think that the writing has gotten a little tighter with its consistency and they are doing things to work better for the the characters to give them more to handle and deal with and i think death and grief and things like that's great way uh to you know to relate to real world problems and issues and so on and so forth so i have talked all i need to talk in regards to this episode i'm sure if there's anything else we'll catch it in the feedback and that's our perfect segue into the mailbag so let's hop into it Christina it's me shy I am here to give my feedback for the flash season 8 episode 9 I think the word I would use for this episode is intrigued I enjoyed it um I really enjoyed it and I'm very intrigued about the story that we're that is unfolding and so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what happens next Um, I enjoyed the storyline with this black flame um, that Barry is um, and the team is contending with. Um, um, I have no clue. And and it's almost and it's carrying on the theme of Armageddon, which I'm really enjoying because I don't know what the hell is going on this season. I don't know what the hell is happening with this black flame i don't i mean it's like i don't know and it's got me so curious and wanting to see what happens next um and that's that's refreshing i didn't expect that again but i'm i'm getting it again i mean armageddon i enjoyed armageddon and so 
this storyline I'm enjoying as well because I'm like trying to figure out what the heck is happening, what's going on, who's behind all of this. And so this, you know, murder mystery is exciting. And we get to see Barry yet again doing his CSI work and Chester um, was brought along. And we got to learn more about Chester, who I enjoy as well. I like Chester a lot. Um, and so I enjoyed seeing seeing more of his development and what's going on with him and what makes him tick and all that stuff. And, you know, the emotional, uh, you know, turmoil or or can't come up the right word, but emotional, the, the emotional journey he's going on in regards to his father. So we get a little bit more of that in this episode. I also enjoy the Iris part of it. I enjoy the fact that Iris and Sue have developed a friendship and they went on this little adventure together to Coast City. And this reminds me of the future Iris story from season five when um, we got to when Nora was doing her thing in the future and Iris was away. I think she was in Coast City on assignment. And so this reminded me of that, the fact that she went to Coast City to um, pursue this story of the um, Phantom Central, Coast City Phantom. Um, So I thought that was very interesting, like, you know, laying down those nuggets, those those seeds um, to what the future is going to look like. And we got to see a little bit of more of that in this one. of course, we were left on a very frustrating cliffhanger, but, you know, I'm learning to just, you know, you know, pace myself and just let this and be patient and letting the story play out because I really want to know. I really I'm just excited to find out, like, how did this happen? I'm like, I'm really intrigued by what the heck is going on with this time sickness. Where does it come from? What does it mean? And so it's like I'm just excited to get answers, especially like I said before in previous feedback, because this has been going on since season seven. And they're just, you know, slowly teasing us with a little bit here and there. And then, of course, they did what they did at the end of this episode. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? (laughs) So um, and I thought it was very interesting that Iris remembers that timeline when they were in the train station and Dion doesn't remember it because I'm like, I thought that he would know all the timelines but I'm guessing that's not the case, like, you know, whether they're existing timelines or not. Um, so I'm not understanding how Iris can remember stuff and he can't when he's, I guess, supposed to be the knowing one from the timelines. But again, I don't really know that much about the forces and all their what their powers really mean and what they can and cannot do. So um it's very curious about that. And then, of course, he's talking about something is mutating in her. And again, it's like it would be nice to know, like, what it is to know what it means um, in regards to the mutating. So it's like, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. I don't know what time sickness is to know what it means that it's mutating. So like, is it taking over her body? Is she disip? You know, it's like, is she is is something in her now a lot is like erasing her 
because um, we saw in the other episode that she's jumping a little bit. She's not, and she explained it to Dion in this one that she's her memory. She's having memory lapses. She's skipping time, and he didn't even see that at first. And I, and I thought that was interesting too that he didn't sense that because he sensed it last season that she was going in and out of timelines. And so he came to rescue her. And so I would think that he would sense it again. So maybe it wasn't extreme enough to where he caught on to it right away. But then when he was scanning her, um, he didn't notice it until he was about to leave. And she pointed out what what was going on with her. So I'm very, it's like, it's like, I just want to know, like, what is this? <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm so worried about Iris. I'm so worried about Barry and Iris because they're going to go through something yet again that's going to cause some, you know, stress in their lives. Um, of course, it's a superhero search, superhero show. So that's what we're supposed to see. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of, you know, boring if nothing was going on. So it's got to be something going on. Just would be nice if, you know, once they address with whatever the issues are, that they deal with some of the trauma from it. And they brought up Dr. Finkel again. I think that would be cute to have another therapeutic uh you know some therapeutic scenes I like that from I think it was yeah season four I like Dr. Finkel I love those West Island scenes when they were figuring out stuff and they were able to process you know their feelings at the moment with different things first it was with Barry being gone then it was with Ralph dying speaking of Ralph you know we again we got to see Sue in this episode, and I really enjoy her and Iris's scenes, and I'm curious about this young girl, Tina, Tino, Tina, whatever her name is. I'm curious about that. It was them pursuing um, the story with the mom um, and all of that? But you know, I found it funny. I mean, not that I needed it. I'm just, th- I'm just thinking as I think back on it that she didn't even mention Ralph. Like she asked Iris how Barry how her and Barry were doing but no one no one asked her how her and Ralph are doing I know she's there to look over her businesses and all that stuff but like there's still something to ask hey how's Ralph (laughs) no one even mentioned him so I guess we'll pretend like he don't exist since the actor is gone and they're not going to replace him apparently with anyone else like I said I just thought that was funny but yeah, very curious about this mom. I wonder if this mom is significant in some way. Um, and does this tie in at all to the Black Flame thing? Or is this completely different? Which I'm fine with either or. I'm just curious if this is leading to something um, down the line uh, that will link up the two stories. Um, so yeah, so much. Like I say, I'm, tr- I'm intrigued. These stories have me intrigued. I'm really looking forward to the next episode. Um, I'm hoping that we get some answers for Iris, um, figuring out who this black flame is. I mean, is it a person? Is it an entity? Is something controlling it? It's feeding off of grief. And so why? Why is it feeding off of grief? Like, go through something... The the, the 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 thing family I don't know is it a it or is it a person 
<sighs> so many questions. So anyway, I will leave it at that. Um, yes, I'm definitely, you know, enjoying, you know, where this story seems to be going. I mean, the journey of this story, these stories. So, uh, yeah, on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Don't have much to add other than I am curious as well as you to get answers a uh, good call back to the coast city from season five i did not recall that but i think yeah the whole idea of her wanting even to expand her empire and it seems as if in west coast city they've got their first meta and she intends to to write about that so uh with the intention of of getting uh <laughs> a central city in that in that town so i i think that the fact that she made it clear that her newspaper is not just about covering news it is also about helping metas reach their full potential and writing about them and lifting them up as heroes if that's something that they're interested in um only thing i can add about i really don't know either i don't have a solid answer that you know that sasha's area of expertise some things i recall and then some things i get wrong so i don't even try anymore <laughs> uh but i'm taking like a super uh weird guess at this and this only guess i'm gonna give but my my thing is if i recall correctly that once the forces were together she started falling out of time right uh and then his idea was to repair her with time by basically writing her like i don't know what his treatments all entail so i've been taking his treatments as to repair her with time like basically i am writing you in the timeline or keeping you stable in the timeline with time itself which that sounds very abstract however i think that time reparation somehow altered her body's chemistry and now has manifested these mutations that now have created a new problem which is the fact that she can move throughout time and is now infinitely a part of the timeline because that is and sasha you know correct me girl is part of not the same arc of iris but it was clear that she's someone that is throughout time like even when her grandchildren are children they know iris uh she actually goes doesn't she go in and out of time with wally right so that is my guess and the issue they're gonna have is that she's gonna have to control this new type of like maybe if she's ever in a because they talked about emotions latent emotions like maybe if she's in heightened stressful situations uh or whatever the case it's possible for her to fall out of time and then that line that Dion gave her like it doesn't matter where you are I will find you I think that is an indication of the show winking saying Iris is probably gonna fall out of time 
maybe possibly different timelines these are the interesting things with the flash barry and iris are the 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 couple throughout time and thus it doesn't matter what timeline she would in would be in there'd be things that are different but she would also have <laughs> her life so it could get really freaky friday not freaky friday that's the wrong reference um what's another show dark maybe <laughs> <laughs> flash goes dark but that is my guesstimation at this time of what is going on and we can of course discuss offline but that's my two cents and last is certainly not least we do have queen mimi so let's hear her take on episode nine what up cena it's mimi this is my feedback for the flash um season eight episode nine um i guess i i watched this episode um yesterday before i went to work oh no i, I think i watched it the day before like uh it came out on wednesday so i must have watched it on thursday um and i was gonna record and i don't know i just i i wanted to write down my thoughts first so that's what i did and i was gonna send it on my way home from work yesterday and I completely forgot so I'm sending it now um I I guess I um I was kind of underwhelmed with the villain like the the thought of a serial killer um you know freezing people like I guess just you know sporadically I suppose what I thought was gonna happen it's kind of cool but then when I guess us getting the reveal that it's like a flame almost that is like feeding off of people's grief I don't I don't know I just it was it wasn't exciting and it was kind of a like a letdown I guess in my personal opinion and for some reason okay we we haven't seen Cecile use her powers and I, I get what you were saying about her you know changing but not one time did we get ever get her saying um i learned like you using my powers for certain things is not okay and i'm not gonna do it and i was always under the impression that she couldn't control it but the fact that she like legit said i'm not gonna do that because that's crossing the line out of nowhere even though she still be reading people's feelings that her friends and her family without their consent like i don't understand how that's different maybe that's just me maybe you don't see one thing being wrong as opposed to the other i think if you can't use it for your like your um when you're defending someone you shouldn't be able to just use it on a family member maybe um the way chester's feeling he don't want to talk about it did that ever occur to you like people have the right to grieve or be sad or be upset without necessarily talking about it i'm not saying holding it in is okay but some people might not be able to process what they're feeling and no offense cecile you're not a licensed professional just because you can feel my grief don't mean you have the right to comment on it and her using her abilities all willy-nilly just randomly now they're so intense that she can control them and she can use them it just it just doesn't i don't know they just use it when it's convenient for the plot like her like I, I don't know i'm trying to think the last time we saw her in something and she was just there and she didn't feel nothing 
I just it it bothers me that that her she can control her powers apparently, and she just picks and chooses when she she feels like it's okay. I don't. I think personally, having the ability to feel someone it makes me think about Maggie from Charm. Um, I I don't remember exactly what episode, but I remember someone telling her like. I don't want you, I don't want you in my feelings or something like that to that effect. It might have been Jordan, but it's like, I feel what I feel and it's personal. And just because you have the ability to feel what I feel doesn't mean you get to say it. And then like for you to just broadcast it at everybody, like, I don't understand why she never just goes up to the person and be like, you know, pulls them aside like, okay, I'm sorry. I know I'm like, I know you're feeling this overwhelming grief. You're sad. I'm just concerned about you. If you ever want to talk, let me know. Now, I'm not saying that that should be a plot point, but even like one sentence with her shenanigans, like, you know, or her even like, they don't even have to be like in a separate scene. She could just, you know how they pretend like they'll walk up close to someone and then just pretend whisper like nobody else could feel it, like hear it. Be like, Chester, I'm sorry. I, I'm feeling that you're like feeling grief or you're, you're not okay. I'm just concerned. I just... I think that in itself, after actually like thinking about it, writing it down and talking about it, I think that's what I didn't like about this episode. It, once again, sealing her in her powers. It's, I don't know why it, it's always a, a turn off to the episode, probably because it's, it is so inconvenient and you just, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I felt like I was rambling, so I was positive to get my thoughts together and then I just, I felt like I should just end it. But um, that's how I felt about that particular storyline. I don't know, you know, just seeing um, the, like, for some reason, like, I just feel like it's strange that the, that Meta picked Chester. If anybody has some deep, very grief that's overwhelming, especially in the last episode, you know, being that it was his father's birthday, it would be Barry. Like, I feel like, he would have way more grief. He's he fucking saw Savitar, not Savitar, uh, Zoom, whatever Teddy kill his father. Like he was legit there, and Teddy killed it literally so they could be the same. He was like, "I'm gonna take away your father so we can be the same, and you're gonna be just like me." If that ain't some shit, then he he witnessed himself turn into an evil speedster. And kill everybody, kill a bunch of people, and Zoom kicked his ass. Like, so it's like not only did he kill your father, but he humiliated you in front of the whole city. Like, Barry gotta have some deep Barry grief in there. Like, I just why Chester, and then why all of a sudden like your father died a long time ago. Like, why is this? I don't know. Like, I don't know if the med is supposed to like dredge up these feelings or whatever. But it just seems like out of everybody, like, why him? Like, because he felt guilty? You don't think Barry feels guilty about all the people that died around him? And then we find out his mom literally died because um, Reverse Flash didn't like some like him saving someone that was supposed to be him. Supposed to be his save. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't like it, but I just... And now, like, since I know that this story is going to continue even more so, it's just not entertaining enough for me. I wish the stories weren't 
split 50-50 because following Iris and Sue was more entertaining. I really liked Sue and I thought that, you know, when they, when Ralph's character got the boot, she was going to get the boot. But it's good that they're bringing her back. I mean, I'm all about actresses and actors getting their, getting, um, jobs. And I personally, like, it would suck as if you think you're about to be a main character, but then the person you're attached to gets kicked off for saying some dumb shit and is obliterated, his whole moral life is obliterated, and you just know, like, well, now I guess I'm not on The Flash. Like, that would suck, but they're finding the ways to bring her back in, and they don't even mention Ralph, which I think is hilarious. Because they broke up <laughs> off screen. Um, but I really like the, you know, the Phantom and how, um, I thought it was hilarious how she was like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go clean up my parents' stuff and then like I gotta go to Coast City and then um she was like okay Allegra you want to come and I hope you don't mind being in a five-star hotel and Iris was like um you know what I got it <laughs> I think it was that was hilarious that's that's a boss move if anybody's gonna go to a five-star I don't I don't necessarily think that's why she did it but I just thought it was funny because Allegra was looking so stupid sitting there with her mouth open like salty but you can't say nothing because like she's the boss <laughs> So you just gotta sit there and bear it. But um, one of the funniest things I've uh, of this episode was at the end, and I swear to you, this is the blackest thing I've ever heard Barry say. Like to me, it just rang like a black person wrote that part in the script because it. I know nowadays people are like, "Oh, that's not you know African American vernacular. That's uh, internet slang." No, bitch. Y'all just started saying this shit. We've been saying shit like this my whole fucking life. So that's almost four decades. And I know because black is a culture that it's it's something that all black people understand. It's a reason that we talk like this and we understand. And sometimes y'all be sitting here looking confused because y'all don't talk like this. You hear black Twitter or the black part of internet say something, especially TikTok, and y'all grab a hold of it and you think that, this is how the internet talks. No, black people talk like this. And when Barry said, oh, so she rich, rich, I died. Because that shit, so funny. I, it makes me think, like, when <laughs> my sister be, like, going in, I'm like, oh, you mad, man. It's like, I don't know why, but that this is something, I don't know. I We've been doing that my whole life. Like, it's not, like, you're not just mad, but you mad. Like, oh, you rich, rich. I don't know why black people say shit like that, but that was the blackest thing I ever heard Barry say. And it was like, Iris just went with it. Like, I would have, if it was in the script, I think I would have died laughing because the first time I heard it, because that is so funny. Like, I wonder if it was written in there or if Grant, being around all these black people, started saying, like, just said it. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, I could see it being an ad lib because that writer's room be white as hell and I think I know there's one black lady that was in the writer's room I don't know if she's always in there and there was a black guy and the the Matthew Cherry I know he's a writer too so I know he uh directs but I don't know if he also writes stuff but I know some of the stuff the Flash be saying lets me know that they white as hell. So I just thought that whole interaction was hilarious. And I like rewound it and watched it a couple times because it was so funny. Um, I think that's all I had. There wasn't much else in there. 
um, we were just at Star Labs in Coast City, and very, um, I don't know, the, the whole, like, the other thing, like, the way he be, like, when he phased out and grabbed that little tube for Chester, um, like, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but is that, is that faster than just running? Like, he, like, phased, and then he phased back, like, that was cool as hell, and I was like, we not, we don't got Cisco with his names no more, so I don't know what the hell that was, like, that seemed like a new ability. I know he could phase through stuff, but he, like, phased to run, I don't even know, but that shit was dope, and I wish I knew what the hell that was, like, it seemed like a new power that just popped up and nobody brought it up. Like, I miss Cisco, because he used to name shit, at least, or be like, oh, that's new, or something, so you know, you know, what you're getting into. Um... I really don't think there's anything else. Those are the only thing I wrote in my notes about this episode. Like I said, it wasn't horrible, but it just, I didn't enjoy it. And because I felt like a lot of it was uh, the Chester and Allegra and um, Cecile storyline. And it was just boring to me. Oh, uh, before I forget, um, Dion. (laughs) It's funny, I guess the other forces just don't exist anymore they're only spoken about a name Dion was the only one that made it on the roster this season um but shit I like when he was like oh I figured out what it was and it ain't good like um I'm mad y'all gonna end it like that like what the fuck what is happening I don't know but I, I need to know what the hell is happening with my girl and this time sickness how she got it what it is what it's doing um, and I need some answers quick. I don't like, uh, it, like this little tiny little sprinkle and then they don't bring it up for another couple of episodes. Y'all killing me, Smalls. I need y'all to do better. <laughs> I'm with you, Shy. Bring it on. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, I think that is all I'm going to talk about. So I will end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, black girl magic, and the couch with me out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. Uh, so she was disappointed, uh, which is definitely a, uh, a hard right to how I felt, uh, particularly in regards to the villain, because I feel like every other villain has, and, and this is the thing with the flash. One of the hugest issues is their villains. And while I think it, I can understand, uh, maybe an entity or something that isn't because I don't think they gave the full explanation that's another caveat I'm going to put out there at least I don't think so uh of exactly the full potential of whatever this entity or person or is they they're taking a lot of guesses uh and then on top of their guesses they're figuring out that they're wrong uh what I like most is this isn't something that they can just quickly Barry can phase through or walk through or they really need to come up with something to deal with it. Another thing is that uh, it doesn't have a purpose. Like there, there's something to the fact that like uh, nature, nature is scary. Like of all the things you can contrive, the scariest thing is actually nature itself when it's doing its own thing. And the idea of this meta being... Um, I guess being feel being uh, driven by uh, kind of like it reminds me a bit like uh, what's his face you know who I'm referring to from season five 
can't remember his name right now but it, it's a i need to feed to survive so it being more of a a chaos itself versus more of a i'm after team flash or i'm after barry allen or i want to take over the world or any of these other uh motivations to a villain the fact that it just is and it's uh you don't know where it can strike now i know what you're saying about the grief thing but the thing about grief it's not always present right doesn't matter what you go through you're never you're not sitting there every day with that feeling on top of your chest and thus i i don't i think with all of trauma is, is in my opinion is not the same as grieving grieving is you're actively in the emotions uh you're back in that feeling of this person's gone you feeling guilt you imagining what their last times were like uh you know you're reliving rehashing things everything that you saw chester go through is grief which is why he was the target now that grief was precipitated by him one staying up for a very long time which stress actually can it very much opens you to being triggered but just using an example of a friend that i recently just talked to he's like i'm doing a marathon and in the middle of talking about their marathon they started bringing up someone who passed away because something just triggered that and then they were back in their feelings and back in that time and they didn't expect that to be happening so i i think that him walking in and seeing those charred corpses really made him think about his dad like oh my god i never saw the photos of what my dad looked like but that's probably what he looked like and i think from there and then all of the stress going on he just kept putting himself in and then he saw it happen again at the crime scene uh so I didn't, I didn't feel any of that was inconsistent why it needed to be chester i think it just it, chester was the one that was happened to be grieving in that moment and once uh it got close to since they took it to star labs the little uh fire residual whatever part of this entity uh that's why it immediately did what it does which is feed off the the nearest thing that has grief so this could be clearly something that's uh recently happened but yeah uh, i could see it being a disappointment especially if you had a different type of expectation so um i just think that it's uh it's not without the realm that he wouldn't be uh bogged down by those emotions at that time just being i think i think i already said it i think grief could be triggered 15 years six years from now i mean i actually had a moment uh last week where you know it's been almost seven eight years that my cousin died and i had a moment of thinking oh big rob and then you start to you know some people could just say that and go on and some people are just like depending on how they passed away and i think it also boils down to chester and his unresolved emotions regarding his father you know he probably never even dipped into that until because he hated his father as he stated before for the longest of times now i'm with you those aren't the strongest scenes with the actors playing off of one another but the context i thought 
was really strong uh, i'm indifferent to the cecile thing i think sometimes um it is bothersome when you know the, the way in which they are trying to work with her powers but the thing about a client is it's someone who pays and you know the other people aren't bothered by it so that's the only thing i'm thinking i'm like uh, yeah she might be out of pocket for telling people how they feel but no one seems to care how no one seems to be like back up bitch as you pointed out so <laughs> I, I it i'm where you're bothered by it i'm indifferent i'm indifferent uh especially since the, these powers are not they're never going to change they're going to be there at some point that's uh, that's what i was meaning earlier it's like can, how long can i beat a dead horse and then i just get past it <laughs> i think i hate more dialogue more than i i'm thinking about the whole personal rights thing i don't give a fuck if anybody else is not giving a fuck around her of course i'm not gonna give a fuck you're giving a fuck on behalf of them because <laughs> you're like if that was me man true if that was me too i'd be like uh back up but clearly team flash doesn't care not to oh wait that was regarding something else um i think i'll need to add that the the entity i don't know if it's been fully explored exactly the fact that it's saying it has emotions might lead to some some actual tangible person or thing being behind it i don't know moon knight just dropped you know moon knight's about egyptian fucking gods so if you're going if you're thinking marvel phase four and they're exploring like multi whatever why wouldn't the flash who technically this is their wheelhouse start exploring more things that are a little outside of the box and i like that it works for me uh i will say only because i watched the behind the scenes with candace Patton and she pointed out how much they actually don't let you ad lib <laughs> they don't like that you just can't add it on scrap they don't they don't like it and even if you like let me add that you gotta run it by somebody so while i i agree rich rich is definitely that was a funny line um and it was a black line you're right about that i will say two things to that one i bet you it was in the script and if it wasn't they will let us know and two even if it was not in the or if even if it was in the script i have to stand just a little bit up even though i totally agree with you on this writing room for the most part that's not to say he he got some new writers he got some new writers uh and we can all learn right i'm a writer that learned so I, I i'm gonna have to i'm gonna give them a devil's advocate that you hate so much <laughs> she said that in the pause she's like you paying devil's advocate i fucking hate you for it uh white people can write for black people i think case in point would be watchmen <laughs> um there's been a few other shows where i'm like white people wrote this for real for real <laughs> so i think it can be done you know if you have an attentive enough one that's listening to the voices uh around them or have been around the community 
it's possible or you know you you talk out with things with people but i I think it's possible for a white actor to white to write for black folks even though yes of course we prefer our own voices to be in our own voice that's the difference uh oh the last point i don't need to know they fake science (laughs) how he phased it i you know what i for five seconds it crossed my mind i and i was like oh how did he do that then i was like i don't really care because it's fake science it's all everything cisco said out of his mouth is just contrived mess anyway that changed every five seconds so we don't need no damn explanations (laughs) just do it you cool uh at least that's how i feel (laughs) and i really want to say i miss cisco a whole bunch but i don't oh no he didn't don't get me wrong i love carlos valdez you know this uh but i also think that sometimes moving on from things isn't too bad because when you think about it a 38 year old still having the same mindset of a 17 year old is not great it's not great not when you have a characterization of it you're just you're just you're preserving an idea more than you're preserving (laughs) the integrity of said character and that's all i got for this week if you want to join our conversation that week next week or have something to add you can drop that down below or send to blackarcotchagmail.com my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic